This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're focusing on planting bare-rooted trees and roses, plus more mid-to-late winter tasks. At the Nelson Farmers Market, after a quiet couple of weeks due to the weather affecting some stallholders, the Nelson Farmers Market is back in full swing. Vita Organics have returned from their annual break and Okonamu will also be at the market this week with organic greens and fruit. Just lovely. Well, July definitely seems to have been fairly wet in all our regions, including some other regions in New Zealand as well. The weather system that flooded Westport only brought 51mm to our property, so we were fairly lucky. I'm always very thankful that we live on a hill, basically. We, our house is on a knoll and we look down towards our pond and sort of down towards the paddock. And our ground is, ground is quite uneven, so floods really don't tend to worry us. The odd cyclone does because of the wind, but not, not the actual flooding. So I do feel for anybody affected by flooding in either Westport or Marlborough, because Marlborough was hit after us, and they really did suffer quite badly. So anyone in Marlborough, if you suffered flood damage, I really am thinking of you. I have to say, though, our ground is, it really is a quagmire. Now, we do need this rain. I'm not saying we don't. We definitely need it. But I have to say, pussyfooting across the mud to go and feed the ducks and the chooks and the rabbits, etc., and trying not to slide while I'm dealing with the rabbits, because we're on a hill, is been, has been quite a challenge. And as you know, I'm in a, a ballet show at the end of this week called Don't Stop Us Now, and it's the Pocketoo Dance Theatre, and it's on at the Theatre Royal. And so I definitely do not want to injure myself. So I've been pussyfooting even more. You've got no idea. And of course, the more you pussyfoot, the more you slip. So <laughs> as I'm recording this, the weather is wild and woolly. It's very windy. It's coming through in gusts, and we've definitely got very heavy rain. We only had 30 mils overnight, but I'm sure we will have more by the end of the day. Getting on to planting bare-rooted trees and roses, I know I've mentioned this before, and occasionally I mention it during some of my shows, but I just wanted to really focus on it because it is quite important because, let's face it, bare-rooted fruit trees or any type of fruit tree, etc., they're not cheap. And particularly if you go somewhere like the Big Tree Company or somewhere like that, or you go to somewhere where they actually sell big established trees, you really want to, well not establish, but you know, bigger, grade. You really want to take care as how you plant and how you plant them. Now generally the, the trees from the, the big tree companies and things like that, they're in big bags, so they're, they've already got really well-established roots. Bare-rooted trees are a little bit different and you need to take, take a little bit of, just a little bit more care with them really, because if you think about it, you're actually touching their heart. The, the roots really are the heart of the tree. They are what make it grow. So we really want to be quite careful how we treat bare-rooted trees and roses. Late July and early August really is the best time to plant bare-rooted fruit trees and also other trees and roses. It won't be long before the soil warms up, believe it or not, and they need to be in the ground as soon as possible, really. You can plant them from sort of 
May right through till the end of August, beginning of September. But I always feel from a tree's point of view in particular, it needs time to settle. It needs time to settle in the ground and start to develop its new feeder roots before the soil warms up and it suddenly thinks, crikey, I've really got to get cracking here. So if, if I was a tree, I'd want to be planted round about now, if not slightly earlier. If you don't have time to plant, maybe you've ordered some bare-rooted trees and they've arrived and you're just really busy, then don't hesitate to pot them up. Just pot them up in a, in a fairly decent-sized PB bag, like a PB40, or if you've got large plastic pots, they'd be good as well. And use a good, if, if you don't think you're going to plant them till next autumn, which is okay, that's fine, then use, do use a really good potting mix. If you think perhaps you might have time to plant them in a month or so, then don't hesitate to just put them in, into one of the cheaper brands. It won't do them any harm at all. So that's just something to think about if you don't have the time to physically plant. The main thing, the most important step when planting anything, and this applies even to trees that are, are coming out of PB bags or whatever, um, is to dig a large enough hole. You really, it can be so tempting, particularly if you're on clay, just to dig a hole that's just big enough. It is really important to make the hole probably at least half as wide again as the size of the root ball of the tree, if not twice, but obviously if you're in clay, that might be a, a, a big ask. So at least half, half again for the size of the root ball that's wide and deep. You really want to go about one and a half deep as well. I'm sorry, you know, like dig it, dig it so that it's deep enough and then do some more. This is particularly important if you're on clay because you don't want to just dig a hole and have really shiny wall, what I call walls, on the hole. So I always tend to try and do square holes too, by the way, not, not round ones. I don't really know why. It's just easier to do a square hole with, when you've got sort of a square spade. If you're doing it with a shovel or something, then by all means, you make it round. But for some reason, I've always done square holes. And something else that's really important too is if you're going to be planting into a grassy area, it's really important to either kill the grass off first, or what I tend to do is just do what they call scarfing. So I just get my, get my spade and sort of hold it horizontal and just shove it into the grass. And at the moment, that'll be easy because we've had so much rain, and just lift the turfs off and put them somewhere else. And it's a good idea if you're going to do that, to do about a metre square. Um, and if you're, going to, if you're going to spray to kill off your grass before you plant, again, about a metre square because you want a decent amount of no grass where that tree is trying to get established because grass will compete with your tree for nutrients. So that's something that's also really important. The other thing, this is a real, not a bugbear of mine. Um, what's the word I want to use? I can't think of it at the moment. Don't feel you have to incorporate lots of goodness into the soil when you plant, particularly trees. Trees really need to fight for survival. And the reason for that is you really want them to develop a super strong root system. Because if they do, this will mean that they'll be a much stronger tree further down the line. If you give them lots of compost and sheep manure pellets in the hole and maybe a lot of slow-release fertiliser, your darling tree is just going to sit there and go, well, I don't have to put my roots anywhere. All the goodness is right here. I don't need to do any work. Wasn't that nice of them? And your tree will still grow, but you might find that it will never reach its full potential in the future. It is really important for that main root, for the main roots to really dig deep into the soil. This is also why I suggest over the first couple of summers to give them 50 or 60 litres of water gradually in one go. 
and then give them nothing for two or three weeks or even, even a month and then do it again and then nothing for another month and do it again. Obviously, the weather is dependent on the weather how often you would need to do it. <clears throat> it's, like I say, it's really important that they fight for their own survival. If you want to use long-term fertiliser, believe me, I'm not, I've got nothing against anyone using them, but rather than compost and sheet manure pellets and maybe a slow-release granular fertiliser, get the, the proper big fertiliser tablets. They, they are designed for trees and large shrubs, and you can also use them with roses, but I'd be inclined to err on the side of caution with that because they are quite strong. And what you need to do then is dig an even deeper hole and place, perhaps for a fruit tree, maybe three, and I wouldn't just dump them all in one spot, but sort of space them out, and then put a good 15 to 20, if not 30 centimetres of soil on top. This, is, this acts like a really good buffer, and it means that by the time the tree's roots are going down into that, the, the roots will be slightly more mature. If your young feeder roots on trees hit that fertiliser, chances are they're going to be burnt, and that, will, that means that those new feeder roots are gone, and the tree has to work even harder to become established. So again, we'll be slightly weaker five to 10 years down the track. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on planting bare-rooted trees and roses, plus more mid-to-late winter tasks. The Nelson Farmers Market, if you're looking for a quick and tasty meal, yum, then give the Tom Carr and Tom Yum Soup a try. They come in jars ready to heat and eat, and I have to say Tom Yum Soup is one of my all-time favourites. That sounds delicious. And how easy would that be, just taking a jar back to the office and throwing it into the microwave? Well, don't throw it, but put it in the microwave, and then you've got an instant delicious lunch. Caramandel is our newest stall with her delicious handmade truffles. These are proving a hit with customers and make a very affordable treat or pick-me-up. Pop along to the Nelson Farmer's Market and see what's fresh this week. So once you've got your hole all ready, it's really important, to, the next step is to put the stakes in the pole before you plant. This is because you don't want to be shoving a stake through the root ball of, of your new tree. And you also want to have your stakes positioned in, in, in such a way that they're going to provide really good support. If you've got quite a large, say your bare-rooted tree is, has quite, already has quite a large trunk, then I'd be inclined to do a triangle of three good-sized stakes. Bamboo really is not an option here. It's too fragile. It's too thin. You really want to have some decent hardwood stakes that are, that are really chunky if you can get them. So it's worth spending a little bit extra and getting decent-sized stakes. And then the other thing you need too is once you've, once you've put them in the hole, you also need to have your tie handy. And I'll get into that in a little minute. So once you've got your stakes there, the next thing to do is to, and the, the, is to form a mound. Now I'm not talking about roses here, because you don't generally need stakes for roses. So form a lovely mound in the centre of your hole. You might be thinking, well, why do I need to form a mound? This is because what you want to do is you want to spread the roots of your bare-rooted tree, even though they'll be quite stiff, you want to spread them out gently as best you can over that mound because you don't want an air pocket under, under the, where all the roots are. Quite often you'll find the roots quite splayed out, so you, you really want to have soil under the centre of those roots so that you don't, have an, you don't end up with an air pocket because it can be very hard to tuck soil in there. So that's the next step. Next thing to do is grab your, don't grab it, but gently get your tree 
or shrub, if you've got a large shrub, and examine the roots. If you can see any damaged roots, it is a good idea to just snip them, just snip the ends off. This tends to happen because when they're lifted out of the fields where they're grown bare root, you know, to, to be sold as bare-rooted trees, a machine tends to come along and it just cuts the roots off. That's why you'll quite often find slightly ragged cuts as well. So if you see any damaged roots, it's really important and it will really, your tree will really thank you just to snip them off before you plant. So spread your roots out over, over the, the mound and then the main thing to do too is to check the height that you're planting at. If you've got a grafted tree, you want to make sure that the graft, where the, uh, where the tree meets the, the rootstock, it's quite obvious generally, is sitting above the soil surface. It doesn't have to be way above. I tend to make mine sort of about an inch above, 2.5 centimetres above. You can have it slightly higher. You can generally tell where it's been in the ground by really looking at, at below where the graft is and before the roots start. And when you're doing roses, it's really important to keep what they call the ski on, which is where all the canes come out. Keep that above ground. In England, sometimes they bury them. Here, I never have, and I've never had any trouble with my roses. They've always put on really good growth. So once you've got that done, then start to fill in your hole. Now what I do is, I don't just dump a whole lot of soil in and then stamp it down. I put a bit of soil in and I get down on my knees and I just firm it down with my hands. And I keep doing that until the hole's full. And then I gently press it down with, with my foot. Try not to stamp. You don't need to be vigorous. You just need to be firm. And the reason for doing all this, and the reason I find it's really good to firm down the soil as you go, again, you don't want air pockets in there. It's just not a great thing to have. So it's, that, that's a really good way of avoiding that. The other thing too, before you firm in the soil, should have said this first, look at the shape of the tree, work out which bit you're going to be looking at most and turn the trees to the aspect that you like the most. The same with your roses. I remember once I planted a rose, just planted it and thought, okay, stood back and went, oh, the rose is actually facing away from me. That's not great because it was against a wall. It was facing the wall. Not a good idea. So do just check before you fill the hole in that you've got it facing exactly the way you want it because it's not good for the tree if you have to sort of get the soil out and lift it out again. It's all that little extra bit of disturbance. And also, if it's fine, do give it a really good water. If it's too wet to plant, as it is on my soil at the moment, then delay. If water sits in the hole that you've dug, check how long it takes to drain. If it drains more or less straight away, lucky you, you can plant now. If it's still there a few, ye few, few years later, I hope not, if it's still there a few hours later, it's best not to plant yet. Keep your bare-rooted trees and roses damp and in the shade, or if you think it's going to be longer than that, then pot up for planting later, as I mentioned earlier. Getting on to mid to late winter tasks, sorry, I haven't got much time left. If you have frost-damaged plants, leave the damaged foliage there. This is really important, because the damaged foliage will help to protect any young growth beneath. It does look slightly unsightly, but it really is worth doing because it works really well. Otherwise, in future frosts, the young foliage would also get damaged. Happy gardening, everyone, and enjoy the rain. We do need it. I know it's a pain, but we do need it. I just hope we don't have any more floods, bless your hearts. Happy gardening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. 
Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.